there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Check one, two, check one, two. A little tangled up here. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, season three, episode 52 of the Daily Intermission podcast. We are alive and well. The sports world is humming. I talk about it every episode, but it's an amazing time of year right now in sports. It's opening day, so happy opening day to all the MLB fans. You know we'll be covering the MLB on the Daily Intermission podcast. I was thinking about it. Okay, obviously we'll have the holistic view of the MLB and the, and the news uh, that that goes on and, and comes out you know throughout the league. But I think we're, we're going to really hone in on the AL East, and the AL East will be... You know, definitely a topic of discussion every episode with the Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox mainly. Um, that's, you know, that's what I'm comfortable with. I know those teams well enough to really dive into how they're doing and, and keep up with them regularly. Um, but obviously there'll be news from around the league that we'll keep up with. But nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, it's the pregame show. And the pregame show is brought to you by Manscaped. I mean, this is just the, the top men's grooming kit worldwide over 8 million men are trusting manscaped to keep them tidy keep them keep their wives their significant others happy um the lawnmower 4.0 is an amazing grooming tool the weed whacker great for your nose and ears the ball butter the shampoo the conditioner go to manscaped.com check out the catalog of just amazing products use the code tdi for 20 percent off free shipping manscaped we love you guys and make sure you go check it out folks all right, a little bit, little bit of uh, housekeeping stuff to get into before we get into the episode, uh, but I will mention that in quarter one, we're going to talk about uh, the final four and a little bit of NBA news in quarter two, we'll moving to the NHL. Quarter three, we've got some PGA Tour, and yes, today marks the one week until the Masters, which I don't want to pitch a tent here in the studio, but one week until the Masters, and then uh, we'll, we'll finish things off in the MLB. Um, but we're going to have our first kind of co-host tryout on Monday. Uh, I am going to bring on uh, kind of leader of the chalkboard, just a leader of the DI Army online. Uh, Jack Archer is going to come on and talk uh, some Masters with me. Uh, but for the rest of the episode, outside of the Masters quarter, we're going to have a, another co-host come on. Um, his name's Justin. So we're going to give Justin a go. Uh, he sent me a nice email, a nice... Uh, kind of application, uh, bundled it up nicely. And I was like, you know what? This guy's worth uh, worth the shot. So uh, we're going to bring Justin on and we'll hear a little bit about him and, you know, what he's up to. I think he's a D1 hockey player in the States, uh, Canadian guy. So um, that'll be exciting for Monday. Um, I guess Archer's, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, Archer's going to come on Monday as well. Um, I'm going to have to figure that out with him because just I think we planned for Tuesday, but that's not going to work out because actually, yeah, maybe I am going to release an episode Wednesday. So that will work out. So Archer will come on Wednesday. We're going to have the new guy come on Monday and then Archer will come on uh, for some master's talk uh, for Wednesday because we are going to go with a Wednesday episode uh, next week just as I'm going to be on the road. Um, and I'm going to try to get some content for you guys. Um I'm excited about my trip to Ottawa. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. A uh, bunch of us going up to watch the Masters and catch some Sens games and just, you know, hang out in the nation's capital. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, update on the aerobic athlete front. Um, so Bianca, I had been DMing with her. I must say it's it's a little weird for me, like seeing this, these stories that she puts up. I'm like, that's a little offside. Um, and that's a little bit too far for me. But... 
Um, she's like, yeah, you know what? I, I can do Thursday. How's 11 p.m. sound? I'm like, uh, you live in California, right? She's like, yeah, I live in Los Angeles. I'm like, well, that just doing some quick mental math. That's 3 a.m. My time, my time. That's just not going to work for me. Um, so I'll keep on, I'll keep, uh, kind of checking in with her to see if we can get her on in the future, but it, it just wasn't going to work out today. Um, wasn't going to wait till 3am to interview, um, an, an adult star, but you know what? That's uh that's not off the table. I think she'll, she'll come on at some point. I mean, that's going to be a must listen interview. Uh, I will make, uh, obviously there'll be a serious side to, uh, the interview and in regard to like, you know, how, how you even get into that and, um, you know, pay grade and, and things of that nature, you know, the frequency of filming and, uh, you know, just, just all of the kind of the, the curiosity that a lot of people have about that industry. And then they'll all really dive into things that make you laugh. So that we'll, we'll, we'll continue to, to kind of tease that and hopefully we can have her on soon. Um, and another reminder too, the TaylorMade draw is tomorrow for the driver. Um, so make sure you uh, go follow TaylorMade Canada on TikTok. Make sure you're following the daily intermission on TikTok, and um, and we'll get rocking and rolling with that. I'm excited about that. I'm so excited for golf season. Um, we've done a good job pushing some traffic to their channel. Uh, they've got some nice collaborations going. I've got a little. I've got to loop back with them and see if it's uh, if it's time to reload on some products because uh, you know the bag. You know, getting the golf t- golf content going this summer. I mean, we're gonna want it to be you know all tailor-made so uh we'll see what happens on that front but uh, hopefully you guys are in the driver draw the style too it's amazing i hit it in the simulator it feels really good so uh i one thing i find though is uh with the trackman and the simulator like i, I i'm an eye test guy um uh, with even watching sports i do you know obviously you know understand the analytics and 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 what and and you know take note of them but you know uh in, in regards to golf uh i need to see my ball flight and adjust accordingly uh, I've played this sport for long enough that I kind of understand what I might be doing at, at, at impact to, to make the ball do what it's doing. Um, so I'm excited to get out on the range. I mean, we're probably two weeks away from the golf course and you know, the Greg versus is coming. I'm going to have a lot of golf content, uh, you know, at least a couple of videos a day of just doing random stuff on the course and challenging different people around the, uh, the golf scene. So I'm really excited about that. I know a lot of you uh, are, are, have been itching for golf content. I know Caden Turner, friend of the show, linebacker for Indiana, has always given me a hard time about the lack of golf content. I'm like, well, dude, there's snow on the ground. Can't really do anything about it. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. But nevertheless, folks, it's quarter one of season three, episode 52, and it's final four. Uh, on Saturday, we've got two games. Florida Atlantic will take on San Diego State. Uh, the U, Miami, will take on the University of Connecticut, UConn. Um, and obviously I talked about the last episode. It's weird to have, uh, all ones, twos, and threes out of this tournament, uh, Florida Atlantic and San Diego state, such a random matchup in the final four. And this is the one that a lot of analysts I was, I was researching, you know, as we know, my NCAA uh, knowledge is, is very, very, very weak. Um, but I was looking, I was like, you know, where, where are the analysts thinking? And it's a coin flip. Um, you know, the CBS analysts all, they have three and three in terms of Florida Atlantic and San Diego state. Uh, I did some, you know, just some, I dove into it, you know, across the internet and it just seems like nobody really knows which way this is going to go. Um, so I think I'm going to ride with the underdog Florida Atlantic in this one. Um, Obviously, both teams just fantastic runs. Uh, not only to you know get their schools in the media and mixing it up, but just to 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 upset teams throughout the tournament is just amazing. And then, really, the the matchup that everybody's uh, looking forward to is is the U versus UConn. Um, and every single analyst has picked UConn in this one. Um, they all have UConn winning the tournament, and I'm going to ride the chalk. Uh, I'm going to say UConn wins this. They've got that monster. 
I think he's a center or a power forward. I don't know his name. Um, you know, that just goes into the, uh, you know, seri- the, you know, the, uh, the amazing preparation I do for my NCAA um, segment on this podcast is, uh, yeah, there's a stud on UConn that I've watched and I've seen him on SportsCenter a few times, but his name has escaped me. But, you know, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. I know I'll be tuning into those games on Saturdays, seven o'clock and nine o'clock. Um, yeah, we're going to go UConn and Florida Atlantic. What a, what a random national final. Um, I guess not so much UConn, but yeah, I'm excited about it, folks. Uh, it's been a fun March Madness, as you guys know. I haven't watched a ton of it, but I've definitely checked in on it, laid some bets. Uh, but make sure you're in the chalkboard. We'll discuss things where we should lay some money, but we're going to we're gonna go Florida, uh, Florida Atlantic and UConn. And just, just uh, a side note, um, the uh, South Carolina is going to be playing Iowa on the women's. And that Caitlin Clark... She is a freak. Dropped 41 in the Elite Eight. Unbelievable. Talks trash. She had 30 points before that. It was a 41 triple-double. I'm not sure if I mentioned that on last uh, last podcast, but uh, the women's has been fun, too. Obviously, we were captivated by the Cavender twins. Um, you know, they're a great follow online uh, if you haven't checked them out. But, uh, but yeah, the NCAA has kept us. Uh, I think it's been a successful March Madness, um, and I think everybody's brackets are busted at this point. Uh, that's a fact, actually. All right, let's move into the NBA. Uh, something I'm a little bit more comfortable about, uh, a little bit more comfortable talking about. Um, and we're going to start things off uh, talking about the load management issue right now. I mean, it's just, it's actually, it's crazy. And it was on full display this week uh, with the 76ers take on Denver. And we're like, oh, perfect. Two MVP candidates uh, in Nikola Jokic and uh, Joel Embiid going at it. This is going to be a great matchup. These two are going to be going head-to-head in the paint. Well, uh, Joel Embiid sits out to the rest like that. That to me uh, is is maybe the the poster boy of the the load management. Like if you're Adam Silver, you're like, like think about the ratings of that game and think about you know how how much buzz that would have created with fans across the league. Uh, you know, Jokic ends up playing, has a triple double. They play great, the Nuggets. But you know, this is an opportunity to showcase two of your biggest superstars in the league, and one of them sits out to the rest. Like that just. Uh, it, it not only is it soft on Joel Embiid's part, like that's that is just that's Sherman Ultra Soft. You got to play that game, but I mean we see it across the league. I mean Kawhi Leonard's a guy who sits out a bunch. Uh, I mean I don't really know with Anthony Davis. I mean he might just be injured, but it's it's an issue right now, and and that's something that they're going to have to look into. And I'm sure that it's going to be um, on the um, we talked about it a few episodes ago about how they're going to have a minimum games played for awards and All Star games and things of that nature. So I this is going to be a topic that's not going anywhere, and I'm sure that it'll be addressed in the off season. Um, but moving on the Sacramento Kings third in the Western conference, they've clinched a playoff spot for the first time in 16 years. They end the longest playoff drought in the NBA. And you got to give a lot of credit to, uh, to Monte McClare, uh, Monte McNair. I'm sorry. Uh, the, uh, the GM for, uh, for Sacramento. I mean, obviously he made that big trade, uh, last off season trading buddy healed and Tyrese Halliburton. Um, to Indiana, and, and in return they got Sabonis, and and uh, they've just looked great. And Keegan Murray, uh, rookie for uh, for Sacramento, will certainly be in the talks for the Rookie of the Year. I mean, this has been a team that's really surprised a lot of people. Tyrion Fox is fantastic. Uh, do I think they're going to get upset in the first round? I do. Uh, they're going to most likely take on a team like Golden State or the Clippers or or the Lakers. So I think they they will get upset. Um, in the first round, but I mean, it's going to be exciting for Sacramento Kings. I mean, maybe one of the most irrelevant franchises in sports. They're back in the playoffs, so that's exciting. Uh, Maybe they can go on a little bit of a Cindy, but I doubt it. Um, 
I'm sure all of you guys saw this. Um, I, I posted about this online on, on social media, and I didn't really know how to feel about it. It's not really my flavor, but it's a huge rumor right now in sports, and I had to address it online. Um, so Andrew Wiggins, fellow Canadian, uh, you know, a star player uh, for the Golden State Warriors. They've really missed Andrew Wiggins. He played wonderfully last year in the playoffs. So Andrew Wiggins has missed, I think it's coming on two months uh, of, of basketball uh, for personal reasons. And so obviously you don't want to dive too much into that. Um, you know, oftentimes it could be health of a, of a family member, but this is that's kind of an extended leave. You'd have to think for the health of a family member or even a, a death in the family. Um, you know, this is a really long absence for Andrew Wiggins. And I was reading on the, uh, on the athletic that someone close to Andrew Wiggins said it's a really fucked up situation. And then I, I, people said that, that this rumor was started by uh, an individual on TikTok, not me, but another individual. And so the rumor is, and I don't want you guys to take this the wrong way. I don't want you to, anyway, I, 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 I don't, let's take this for what it is because it could be misinformation, but it does, it does to me seem like it could be a realistic situation because of the length of the absence and the little that's been talked about what's going on with Andrew Wiggins. But apparently his wife has been having an affair with, with his best friend, which is just horrible. I mean, that's, you don't wish that upon anybody. I mean, that would be, that's just terrible. The cherry on top here is that there's a chance that his two daughters aren't his. So that right now, I mean, obviously... That's a huge rumor. Nobody has confirmed that. Nobody has, no, and, and people have been very upset online about people spreading that rumor. Um, and the only reason I'm telling you that is that that has, been, that has been reported by a lot of people online, and it makes a lot of sense. Not, not, it, not that it makes sense by, you know, for, the, for the wife to do that, but for the fact that he's missed so much time and just the athletic report saying that someone close to Andrew Wiggins said it's a super fucked up situation or it's, it's you know, it's super messed up. So, I mean, we're feeling for Andrew Wiggins. You know, Golden State is is in dire need of his return, and if that's the situation going on with Andrew Wiggins, your heart breaks for him. Um, you know, he you'd have to think that he would come back and have that hound in him. Um, but hopefully, Andrew Wiggins is is doing all right, and hopefully, that's not the case. Hopefully, that's just a rumor that's been blown out of proportion. Um, but like I said, whatever he's dealing with, it would be nice for people to kind of squash that rumor and tell us, uh, you know, tell the, the people and the fans of Golden State and the fans of the NBA and the fans of sport what he's dealing with. And I know that, you know, it, it's his personal issues, but it's kind of the nature of being an athlete in professional sports. Your life is under a microscope and it's just the way it is. A-Rod and Mark Lohr, uh, they're uh, in, in the process. They're in the, the second stage of purchasing uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Lynx, the WNBA team, outright. So so Alex Rodriguez will be the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, it, it's funny. You know, we talked about it a few episodes ago about the Ottawa Senators being for sale and how you know how all of these billionaires are, are like they're very quick to hop, to pounce on the purchase of a sports team and, and how profitable these things must be. Uh, so yeah, A Rod. It sounds like A Rod will be the owner of the Timberwolves. Um, still got greased by Jennifer uh, Jennifer Lopez. Anyway, um, I did want to talk about uh, Kyrie and Russ. So Kyrie, obviously, it's been a mess in Dallas. We talked about it a bit at last episode. But Kyrie, he's gotten two fans kicked out of the games in his last two games. Russell Westbrook had a, had a had a fan kicked out of the game. I don't know how you guys feel about this about NBA players kicking fans out of the game. Um, like what? What could they possibly be saying 
to get kicked out of the arena. And it reminds me of the time that in my I was in my I was in a senior in high school. And we were hosting the uh, the basketball provincials we call it, so the state championships, and uh, we were in the final. And I got booted out of the out of the gym, which was just a joke. But I, I and I. I I don't think I was doing anything outrageous, but um, I, I, I want to know what these fans are saying to Kyrie and Russ to, to warrant them getting kicked out because it is getting a little ridiculous. Um, I mean, you'd have to think that Dallas is going to move on from Kyrie. And I was listening to an NBA analyst this week, and they were talking about, you know, why has it gone so wrong in, in Dallas? And it was like, well, you know, we reflect on the trade, and Luka, Luka needs to handle the ball. Luka is a pure ball handler. He's a distributor. He's an amazing point guard. And you bring in a guy who also needs the ball and also demands, um, you know, likes to distribute and, you know, can score. Obviously, both of them are elite scorers, but just hasn't really been a nice match. And they thought that maybe Dallas needed a big uh, to go, uh, like a true big to uh, to match with Luka. Uh, and it's, it's unfortunate for Dallas because I know there was a lot of hype there uh, when they acquired Kyrie. Uh, and just finally, uh, Bronny James, he put on a clinic uh, at the McDonald's High School game. I'm sure you guys saw the highlights of his dunk contest. There was some fantastic dunks and he did he played really well in the uh, in the all-star game i think he had 15 points um all of them from three <laughs> uh so i i think he's turning into a legit prospect and, and there'll be a lot of uh, of speculation around where brawny james i'm talking about lebron james son uh for anybody who lives under a rock uh there's going to be a lot of speculation around where he's going to sign next year uh is it going to be he's going to go the ncaa route is he going to go the g league route is he going to go overseas and play in like europe or australia is he going to go to the overtime elite league which I don't really completely understand why people go to that league, but um, yeah, it's that's a massive decision coming up from Bronny James. I, I I think that he will go NCAA. I think the hype train will be awesome. I think he'll be laying bodies out at, at uh, college, um, and uh, I think his nail his nail deals will be record setting. So uh, that's going to be on the forefront of everybody's kind of news uh, as we move into um, you know Bronny James' uh, future and kind of graduation out of high school. Uh, but that's all we have in the NBA. Uh, it's obviously it's it continues to be very tight in the Western Conference. The playoffs are just around the corner. It's uh, it's exciting times in the NBA and in the NHL, which we'll move into quarter two. And the Boston Bruins, I got to talk about my Bruins because they can clinch the President's Trophy, uh, trophy this uh, today. They could have against Nashville uh, on Tuesday, but they ended up losing, which. They just got UC, uh, UC Soros, uh, the goaltender in, in Nashville, stood on his head. Uh, but it'll be the fastest uh, a team has has clinched the President's Trophy since the two uh, Montreal Canadiens teams in the late 70s when they were just racking in cups. Um, their goal differential, plus 117. And the next best in the league is the Devils at plus 51. So they've doubled. They've lapped the field really in every category. The Bruins have been such a wagon. Um, but I will... I, I will warn Bruins fans and just, you know, people who are very bullish on the Bruins that, you know, the NHL playoffs is, is extremely difficult. Um, and we look past, I mean, regular seasons don't really mean that much. You pretty much just have to get in the dance. Uh, in regard to winning the President's Trophy, there's only been one team in the last 15 years to win the President's Trophy and then win the Cup. I mean, we remember the, the Florida Panthers last year were a foolish wagon during the regular season. They got balanced. They got swept in the second round by the uh, by the uh, Lightning. Uh, so, I mean, the, the last team to do it was Chicago in, in 2012 and 2013. Um, when they ended up beating the, beating the Bruins, and it was a shortened season, uh, and uh, they beat the Bruins in the finals. But, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's going to be, you really got to take it one game at a time. And I, I, I'm, I'm confident that the Bruins leadership group is, is you know, they they're, they understand, you know, the, the task at hand and, and the mountain that they've got to climb. But uh, they definitely need Taylor Hall back in the mix. Um, they're definitely going to need Nick Foligno healthy. Uh, Derek Forbert's been missed a bit on the back end. I find his presence, but is nice. And and uh, they're just, they're a great team. So, I mean, the playoffs, we're, we're really getting close, folks. We're, we're about two weeks away from, from the NHL playoffs. And if you're a, you know, a sports fan, and I know a lot of you, you know, may not follow hockey, hockey as closely as, as us Canadians do, you really should watch the, the NHL playoffs. The game is really, it's completely different from the regular season. There's much less penalties called. It's very physical. Uh, every hit is finished uh, in, in the playoffs. There's not much less ice to work with. And it's just a, it's a bloodbath. So it's, uh, it's really exciting. We're a few games away. But there's two races that we're going to be watching closely, but I'll get into that here in, in, in a little bit. Um, the Minnesota Wild, I haven't really talked much about the Minnesota Wild, but they're on an absolute heater. They've played fantastic as of late. Uh, they find themselves first in the in the uh, Central, uh, in the Western Conference right now. And Philip Gustafson has been just phenomenal. Uh, their goaltending tandem of Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson has been amazing. And uh, if you're an Ottawa Senators fan, you're probably kicking yourself because they traded Philip Gustafson, uh, the Ottawa Senators traded Philip Gustafson to Minnesota for Cam Talbot. Um, so Cam Talbot, obviously a, a veteran. Of, I think he's 36. And this Philip Gustafson guy, young guy, has been fantastic. Matthew Boldy, he's had two hat tricks in the last two weeks. He's on a heater. So the Minnesota Wild, they're, they're a team that, I mean, for the last, it seems like decade have been a playoff team. They just haven't been able to kind of get uh, get it done in the uh, in the Western Conference. So they're definitely a team that could make some noise this season um, in the uh, in the Western Conference. I'm sure you guys saw these uh, online, uh, this this kind of beef online. So Brooks Kepka, this was so random. So Brooks Kepka was at a Florida Panthers game this week, and he was in a press box waving around a cone, like a, a, a construction pylon, and screaming at Aaron Eckblad. I'm not really sure what the beef is there. Was Aaron Eckblad in the DMs of Jenna Sims, Brooks Kepka's fiance, or... You know, there, there were, there's got to be some sort of a beef there because Brooks Kepka claims to be a huge Florida Panthers fan. If you're unfamiliar, Brooks Kepka, famous golfer. He plays on the Live Tour now, uh, four-time major champion on the PGA Tour. Um, so he, uh, yeah, he was at a Florida Panthers game waving around a, a pylon, you know, and, and chirping Aaron Eckblad. So I think more will come out uh, surrounding that story. Brooks Kepka said that he, uh, he did it because, um, you know, uh, Aaron Eckblad had made a bad play, like, is that really that warrants getting a pylon and screaming at him from the crowd? Obviously, he was indulging into a few drinks and and whatnot, but it uh, it was an interesting sight to see for sure. Uh, but listen, we've got seven games left. You know, teams have seven games left in the regular season. It's been a phenomenal year. It's been the McDavid show in regard to the the uh, Hart Trophy and the Rocket and the the Art Ross. It's all going to McDavid. He will win every single regular season award. But in regard to races. It's pretty much a, a two-team race uh, in, in the East and a two-team uh, uh, race in the West. I mean, there could be a bit of jockeying in the Central. I think about uh, Colorado and, and uh, Minnesota. Um, they're kind of a... I think it's Dallas as well. They're, they're very tight-knit, and so there could be a bit of jockeying there, and could have uh, there could be a bit of a... Um, a merry-go-round in terms of positioning there in the Central Division, but it's Pittsburgh versus in Florida. The the Penguins and Panthers are in a race in the Eastern Conference. It looks like the the Islanders are safe and sound now. 
Um, and uh, and Calgary and Winnipeg, two Canadian franchises for that final spot in the Western Conference. So those are the four teams that you're going to watch, and those are teams that if you don't really know what games to watch or what uh, to check into on the score, those are, those will be some meaningful hockey games down the down the stretch. And I'm fairly certain that Calgary and Winnipeg play next week, so that's a game that's uh, definitely going to be worth watching. All right, folks, let's move into quarter three. We've got some PGA Tour to talk about. And uh, it's the Valero Texas Open, which I think it was delayed. I'm, I'm just going to check in here quickly on the leaderboard. But the Valero Texas Open, a lot of players, like I said, have they've just kind of uh, moved on. And, and they're at Augusta. You know, they're prepping. They're doing their prep. Um, what am I looking up here? Uh, they're doing their prep uh, for the uh, for the Masters, and, and they're you know a lot of guys don't like to play. Okay, we're, it looks like okay, we're just getting going here. They're, they've just uh, got things going in, in in Valero at the Valero Texas Open, but um, I, I'm all over Ricky Fowler. Obviously, Ricky Fowler he's back into the top sixty in the world, but you need to be in the top fifty to automatically qualify for Augusta National. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's really, we're looking at Ricky Fowler to win to, to get in, but, um, there's some other notable guys. I think I talked about a last episode, like Hideki Matsuyama and Corey Connors and, uh, guys just kind of getting ready to rock and roll. But, um, just on, there's a, there's a live event going on as well. And Bubba, uh, Bubba Watson, Bruce Kepka and Patrick Reed were all getting interviewed at the same time. And they were talking about the beef, uh, with PGA tour players and, you know, what will the kind of social situation look like with these players and they said there's there's no beef they said that everybody is is on good terms which i'm not buying um so that is going to be this is this is why it's shaping up to be the best masters i'm sorry but we'll follow the Villaro texas we'll check in we'll obviously congratulate who wins but as far as i'm concerned we have all are looking ahead at the masters who are we betting on you know, what are, what are the dynamics of the groups going to look like? You know, what's the weather going to look like? Which player is going to take down the Masters? It's 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 the Super Bowl of golf. And I posted this week, actually, on social media, uh, Gary Player ranked the four majors, and he's sour. I did a little bit of reading into this. but So Gary Player thinks the Open Championship's the number one championship, followed by the U.S. Open, followed by the PGA Championship, and the least captivating um, major championship is the Masters, which is just bogus uh but gary player i guess his grandson was caddying for him at the part three contest last year and obviously we know the strict rules at augusta national you can't run you can't use your cell phone um you can't sit on the grass there's just a bunch of funky rules at augusta national caddies have to wear a white jumpsuit it's just a very old school traditional place but another one of the rules is that you can't have you know, massive logos of any company. So like I say, if you had an umbrella and it was sponsored by TaylorMade, that's a no, no, it's gotta be a master's umbrella. Um, so apparently, um, Gary player's son had a, uh, his own beverage company and he had it like out in his hand while caddying. And, and I guess he took a lot of shit. So I guess Gary player was just shitting on the masters because, uh, I don't think his grandson's allowed back, uh, or, you know, he, he faced some penalties, uh, but I've placed two bats already uh, in regard to the Masters. I've got just, uh, Jordan Speed at plus 2,200, and I've got Corey Connors at plus 6,600. And you might think, Corey Connors, there's no way he could win a Masters. Well, let me tell you. So Corey Connors is one of two players to come in the top 10 at the last three Masters. Him and Cam Smith have come top 10 at the last three. Corey Connors loves this place. He His putting is typically what holds him back on a regular PGA Tour event. Obviously loves the greens here. And this is where it gets really funky in regard to narratives. It's the 87th Masters this year. The 87th. When you think about the number 87, what do you think about? 
Well, I think about Canadian legendary hockey player Sidney Crosby. So it's the 87th Master. We've had Canadians win in the past with Mike Weir. I think Corey Connors might get in the mix. And at plus 6,600, I think it's worth five bucks. All right, folks, let's just close things down in the MLB. Like I said, happy opening day in the MLB. I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting down on the couch and catching some action. All 30 teams in action today. Uh, some of the starters, we got Alec Manoa going for the Blue Jays. Alec Manoa, absolutely electric character. The Jays will start on a 10-game road trip uh, in, and starting off in St. Louis. Uh, but they've got stadium renovations going on right now. So that's going to be fun. I'm definitely going to go check out that park at some point this summer. But they've done a massive renovation, $200 million renovation, uh, at the at the Jays ballpark, so at the Rogers Center, uh, so that's going to be really fun for Blue Jays fans. But they start on a ten game road trip. They start things off in St. Louis today. Garrett Cole going for the Yankees. They're at home to the San Francisco Giants. The Red Sox are going with veteran Corey Kluber, uh, and they're home to the Orioles. I was thinking, fuck, it's got to be cold in Boston. Um, and I was thinking too. Last episode, we projected the home run winner. I think I said Pete Alonso, and then we you know, we talked about teams winning each division. But I forgot to mention the MVPs. Uh, in the AL, I'm going with Seho, Sheho Otani, Sohei Otani. Uh, I think he's a lock for MVP. Um, just an absolute monster. I mean, if it wasn't for Judge going off with the home runs last year, I think it would have been Otani. And obviously, the year before that, he was the MVP. But if he continues to pitch and hit like he does, it's going to be Otani. Uh, and then I guess the 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 NL is a little bit more wide open. But let's go with our guy Pete Alonso. If we think he's going to be leading in RBIs and leading in home runs, let's go with Pete Alonso. Um, the ballpark foods that were released this week, hilarious. Um, so the, the at the Rogers Center in Toronto, they've released that they're going to go with a poutine hot dog. So that's cheese curds, fries, gravy on a hot dog. If you haven't had poutine, it's amazing. Uh, that's certainly something I'm going to try. Uh, but just across the ballparks, I mean, there's like a two-foot sandwich in Texas, uh, a two-foot burger, I'm sorry. Uh, but the, I mean... There's got to be some lower bowls of, of baseball stadiums where a guy's just crushing Coors Lights and he's just crushing these sandwiches, these signature sandwiches at the ballparks. And it's it, there's got to be just, you know, clothespins on these guys' noses. I mean, it's got to be just awful. Um, but yeah, MLB is alive and well. Hopefully the news starts to pour out. Um, I've got some best bets coming on socials tonight, so make sure you're looking at those. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is the, uh, the last episode for a while where I'm all alone. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, uh, I appreciate you guys. Make sure you're on all the social media, make sure you're liking and sharing all the vids online. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you on, on Tuesday and we'll see you, I guess on, on Wednesday or Thursday. And then, uh, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll document the trip to Ottawa. Listen, folks, 